Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me today on the Class War Battlefield podcast. Please do me the honor of supporting this work that I am doing. I've been doing this work now for free on your behalf for, my God, 11 years. 5, 10, 20, 50. If you can afford it, please do cash at me at dollar sign CWB podcast CWB podcast cash app it CWB podcast also also hit me up on PayPal CWB podcast all the way across the board y'all help me out help me out help me out thank you for donating and enjoy the show President, the prosecution is closing in. I'm afraid it might be over. Oh, it's not over. Not by a long shot. We'll beat this. Or my name isn't Darius Trump. <laughs> From the producers of It's Them Trumps. The first show to ask the question, what if Donald Trump was black? Darius Trump. His wife, Malika. Darius Jr. and Lavanka. Together they are them Trumps. Sir, they know everything. They know about Russia. They know you used campaign money to cover up an affair with Magic City stripper Cinnamon Mercedes. And they know about the pyramid scheme you've been running through your company, Darius Trump Country Hams. <laughs> Dad, the media has been out for you since day one, and you prove them all wrong. That's right, nobody ever thought you would get this far. The bankruptcies, your baby mamas, mm. But here you are on top. Yeah, maybe I've done some dirty thing, but I'm making America great again. And what these feds don't realize is that I'm the president, the most powerful man in the most respected office in the world. They can't lock me up. And even though I may be black. Freeze, Trump, you're under arrest. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> On the next, them Trumps. I'll have the chief. Woo! Dad, you're back. That's right. There's only one rule in America. You can't prosecute a sitting president. It's called checks and balances, baby. And even though I'm black... You've been impeached. Yeah, I was waiting on that. <laughs> have never been lower, but this State of the Union might be our best chance of turning things around. Now, the big question is, can you persuade people who never liked you in the first place? Well, you know, I wouldn't worry about any of that. All I need is a mic and an audience, and I'm good to go. Because they all love... Darius Trump. <laughs> From the producers of Empire, it's them Trumps. First show to ask the question, what if Donald Trump was black? Darius Trump, his wife Malika, Darius Jr., and Lavanka. Together they are them Trumps. Dad, 
You really think this State of the Union speech is gonna set all those haters straight? Of course it is, son. Now, come on, let's get on up to the Capitol so I can do what I do and sauce on these hoes. But, Dad, what about the new allegations? The taxpayer-funded golf vacations with Puff Daddy? All the lawsuits that come out of Trump Perm Academy? And they still asking about Russia, Dad? Shh, don't nobody need to know about Russia. What happened between me and Russia, between me and Russia? That don't concern them. Well, you better watch yourself, Darius. They're saying that Mueller is closing in and your house of cards is crashing down. Why are you trying to play me, hmm? I know how to deal with Mueller. I keeps my white boys on a leash. This is America. And even though I'm black... Okay, we're getting pulled over. Oh, yeah, I knew that was coming. <laughs> on the next Big Trumps. License, please, sir. Man, I'm not even driving. I'm not asking you again. License now. Be cool, Dad. We don't need you getting locked up. Ain't nobody getting locked up. This is ridiculous. I'm the American president, and he's gonna have to recognize the fact that even though I'm a black man... Sir, step out of the car. Yep, here we go. Somebody recorded for Worldstar. Now, Jim, show this gentleman how you can dance and sing. That's my attitude towards the Western powers. If you want to say there's no rules, fine. Don't go crying for your mummy when that comes. America today finds herself in a unique situation. She's the only country in history in a position to become involved in a bloodless revolution. If America does not respond creatively to the challenge to banish racism, some future historian will have to say that a great civilization died because it lacked the soul and commitment to make justice a reality for all men. When the system doesn't work for the majority of the people, you gotta change the system. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I am your brother, Ryan Mandis. Welcome to this Class War Betterfield podcast episode. As uh, Black History Month has come to an end, I'm recording this a day before the end of Black History Month. Depending on when I decide, you'll get this sometime in the future. Uh, which may actually be next week. Well, we'll see. Um, in, and I gotta say also, this is inadvertent. But as black history has come to an end, or is coming to an end, I have been thinking a lot about the question, what if so-and-so were black? One of the things that I think is left unsaid about cancel culture is, well actually there's two things. One, that the people claiming it are acknowledging that whiteness carries a power that is unspoken, that aligns institutions automatically to their benefit. That's white people's benefit. Um, and that this institutional power, this is unspoken again, 
has been utilized by white people, not only for their benefit, but to the detriment of black people and all other non-white people. Pay attention to what I just said there, Hispanics. Pay attention to what I just said there, Asians. To the detriment to all other non-white people. That is something that goes unsaid. But number two, what also goes unsaid is that there is this belief by white people and cancel culture is just the latest iteration, the latest creation associated with this concept. The idea of reverse racism, which I've just recently talked about in another episode, which you'll be getting, um, is rooted in this idea that black people have a have a system of cultural institutions that enable them to exert maximum pressure on both white cultural institutions but also by extension white communities and white organizations, civic and otherwise. There is at the heart of cancel culture a suggestion that black America is so powerful that at just by snapping its finger, its cultural institutions activate themselves in a way that crushes any type of white person who gets in its way. Now, obviously, this is nuts, and this is crazy, and this just is untrue. Because these are also the same people who will acknowledge that the reason black people are so poor is because they don't have the cultural fortitude necessary to build wealth. Now, the way they escape the contradictions between these two is they'll say, well, when we talk about the culture, we're not talking about the institutions. We're just talking about the people at an individual level. Well, whoa, wait a minute. The culture is the people at the individual level. And if the people at the individual level are so disastrously disorganized and their culture that they, and the culture that they use is so fundamentally debased, how then have they managed to create a system of cultural institutions that are powerful enough to challenge any cultural institution created by white people? Now, their answer is simplistic. The federal government has enabled them to do this. You mean the same federal government that accepted as a policy in the 1960s towards black folks of malign neglect? Both parties signed off on it? You're saying the same federal government that has utilized its military and intelligence capabilities to suppress black uprisings throughout this country for the last 50 years. You're talking the same federal government that is in the hands of two parties, 
who have deliberately split up the black intelligentsia into conservative and liberal progressive um, sectors in order to not only manipulate them, but in many instances utilize them as battering ramps against radical demands for change in those communities. You're talking about the same federal government that utilized its military and intelligence um, resources to not only smash uprisings, but to jail or execute or, de- or um, deport, exile amazingly brilliant people and to minimize and silence others who they couldn't do those things to because it would have been too bad. The, the strike back would have been too bad. You talking about that federal government? Or are you talking about the federal government that has employed, compared to the private sector, more black people than any other industry outside of rap and entertainment? Is that the federal government? Because that federal government is very different than the one that I was talking about before. But that is the answer that they would give. The federal government has allowed this to happen. The federal government hasn't allowed that to happen. Israel has more institutional, culturally institutional power than black people do. Most of our cultural institutional power is sanctioned by the state and the federal government. But it is not promoted by them. And it is kept minimal. It is kept minimal. From an understanding of these things comes, I think, the basis of the answer to the question, what if black people did dot, 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 or what if this person was black, dot, 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 dot. Now, there was a book that was written called, What If George Bush Was Black? And... The uh, Saturday Night Live players, they had this wonderful, wonderful, wonderful skit that I think was written by Leslie Jones because when she left, um, they did one more iteration of it and it was noticeably different. Um, But it's called, like, Dem Black Trumps or something like that. It's quite funny. I mean, it really is quite funny because it really explains the answer to what if, you know, it, what if George W. Bush happened to be black? Granted, though, I will tell you this. You know, anyone who thinks God doesn't have a sense of humor, or at least the universe doesn't have a sense of humor, think about this, right? That book was written, what if George Bush were black? And then the next president is black. And even though, yes, Barack Obama did some crazy messed up things, you know, as head of the state and what have you, he didn't do nearly, he didn't do nearly what um, George W. Bush did. And the calls for impeachment of Obama were just hilarious because, you know, 
similar people who most of which were not in power at the time they were really going after Obama, but similar people who had been defending uh, George W. Bush when he was in office um, did not defend Barack Obama, who didn't do nearly what George W. Bush did what you know when he was in office. But we really got the answer to what if the president was black and did, you know? He, Barack Obama didn't even have to do those things, and immediately he he was under suspicion. Which one of the best ones, and you know, I'll move on after this, but one of the best ones that I still love is people like, oh, he's a Kenyan usurper. He's not even from, from this country, and he was born in, um, first it was, well, he was born before uh, Hawaii became a state. He wasn't. And that doesn't matter anyway, because it was a territory. Oh, well, so that he was born in Kenya, he was born in Indonesia, when, you know, the guy who he beat out in 2008 was literally born in Panama. Yeah, but he was born on a military base. That don't matter. It's still in Panama. And it is not ceded territory to the United States, meaning that was literally a definition of a person being born on foreign soil. I don't care that because it's a military base, it's considered United States um, land. That land is not ceded territory to the United States. It is not even really technically um, leased in a way that would allow the United States to count it on its census. Actually, I think he was born in the Canal Zone, so that would actually be incorrect. But you get the point. <laughs> you get the point. Um, yeah, if I remember correctly, he was born in the Canal Zone, but, I mean, the guy was literally born outside of the United States, and yet, nobody called him a usurper, because he went over and he fought in a war that nobody thought should be fought in, he got captured, he was tortured, by all accounts, he gave up some information that was vital to the war effort, I mean, he was still tortured, so, you know, you kind of can understand. And then he came home and parlayed that idea of him being a war hero into, you know, a long career in Congress. How many people got to actually do that? But, let's discuss a few things, y'all, because I really do want to go through this. What if so-and-so wore black? So let's start with the obvious. I'm not going to do Trump. Possibly. Maybe. Maybe. I want to start with January 6th. Because I really do. I, I've been really thinking about this one, y'all. What if Black Lives Matter and a host of other black organizations, led by one Barack Obama, I know, stop laughing, stop laughing, I get it, <laughs> seriously stop laughing you're going to make me laugh but um, what if what if I don't know how many people actually showed up there let's say 100,000 people Black Lives Matter other associated um, organizations showed up at the Capitol with Barack Obama Michelle Obama um, Al Sharpton um who else? Um, 
don't even know who else to put on that list. Uh, but Louis Farrakhan. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't know. We can pick somebody else. Uh, Reverend Wright, you know, who's suffered from a stroke, man. I, Baba, get better, get better, get better, get better. I know that get better is, you know, but still, much love to you. Uh, anyway, let's say they had come to Washington during the handover of power. Um, let's say, hell, I'll, I'll play this game. Let's say uh, they didn't like Joe Biden. And they didn't, like Joe, they, they didn't think Joe Biden should have been elected. So 100,000 black folks, egged on by Barack Obama and the like, had come to Washington. Washington, D.C., which, by the way, I got to acknowledge something that, you know, should be acknowledged. Considering what that would take to do that, I'd probably imagine that it wouldn't be 100,000. It would be more like seven or eight because they would flood in from all directions, but whatever. And let's say they started pushing through to get to the Capitol. First and foremost, the show of strength to deter them from even getting to the Capitol, would have been significant. When they even approached the steps of the Capitol, there would have been such a show of force. I'm talking um, National Guard. I'm talking police. I'm talking snipers, helicopters, possibly, possibly heavy equipment. And if they started getting too rowdy, rubber bullets, hell, maybe live bullets. Let's say they were able to swarm the area and even threaten to get into the capital. They would have obviously shot tear gas, but if that wasn't working, they would have shot rubber bullets, but if that wasn't working, I'm telling you, they would have started sniping people, they would have started shooting people, they would have started doing whatever they had to do to turn that, quote, mob around. They would have. And those people would have not been allowed to go back home. There would have been mass arrests. There would have been torture. Oh, I'm sorry. What was that? Extrajudicial restraints and blah, blah, blah. Oh, there, there would have been some of that. There would have been heat put on everybody. Barack Obama would have been arrested. Jesse, uh, Jesse wouldn't have been there because of where he's at with his diseases right now. Um, Reverend Wright would have been arrested. Al Sharpton would have been arrested. Probably not for long, though. There's a storied history there with him. Um, I, it, all of them. They would have all been arrested. Barack Obama would have been facing significant jail time before the morning paper came out. The leaders would have been facing significant jail time. The hell, some of them might have even not made it to the jail. Oh, well, he fought, and we had to shoot him in the head at close range. Oh, well, they struggled when they were handcuffed on the ground, and we shot him in the back of the head, so, you know, hey. Oh, 
Oh, he tried to run, so we unloaded into him. They then would have taken the information that they got from all these people that they've roughed up, and they would have fanned out throughout the country, and they would have went to black communities all over the place and pushed people until they broke, and they would have dismantled organizations, they would have thrown people in prison, they would have thrown people off of prisons. They, it would have been a route. It would have been a route. They would have dug up computer systems. They would have dug up, you know, websites. They would have taken archives of websites. They would have subpoenaed everybody and their mother. And they would have dug out all over the world this black network that allowed this to occur. There would have been a number of people who just happened to die. Another, a number of people who were arrested under false pretenses. And given long, huge sentences, there would have been people who are like, wait a minute, I just delivered pizza to somebody who called it in. Yeah, well, you're, you, you ate at them by feeding them 20 years. Mothers would have gone to jail because their sons or daughters were caught up in something that wasn't really their fault. I mean, it would have been massive. They would have built new prisons to hold the number of people who they would have put in jail for this. And if you think I'm lying, you crazy. Because I know these people. If that was carried out really by black folks, there would have been a lot of dead people that day. And there would have been a lot of arrests over the next year. There wouldn't have been this foot dragging by the Justice Department. Within a year, they would have had massive arrests that would have been all over the news. They would have swept up with, you know, people on TV. Let's say there were, there were black hosts on MSNBC who, was a, that, who were, who were um, pushing the rally on January 6th for all these black people. Those folks would have been out of jobs. They would have been, you know, lured up, heading to prison. Oh, wait. You actually had communication with Barack Obama and Al Sharpton and some of the leaders. Oh, my God, you was looking at 45 years to life. They would have snapped up every podcast that talked about it. Every person who was live streamed. It would have been a route. And see, black folks know this. That's why we laugh when we, you know, we, we look at this it's like, <laughs> please. Now let's talk about, um, let's talk about what if Barack Obama has done in his post-presidential life, what Trump has done, which was attempt to undermine the legitimacy of the president. Barack Obama did not do that. Let's say he did. The people who supported Trump would have said that he was undermining the legitimacy of Donald Trump and he was breaking um, tradition and that that tradition was sacrosanct and, you know, Barack Obama needs to shut up or somebody needs to shut him up. As somebody just recently suggested that, you know, they could kill Joe Biden. 
and I just actually heard about this story. Um, this congresswoman who had actually posted on Twitter and it got her in trouble and she got kicked off of Twitter. Which brings me to another thing. I mean, what if a black person had said, shoot, you know, Donald Trump? You know, one shot, one kill. Donald Trump. Or Kyle Rittenhouse. Or one of these other fanboys that love Donald Trump. And I won't say what else I was going to say there. Uh, or even, even Tucker Carlson. I mean, Tucker is in the mindset of, I don't care, you know, because they don't scare me and blah, 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 blah. But... If somebody black actually did say, yo, one shot, one kill, Tucker Carlson, put him out. Put him out of his misery, guys. Come on. Person would be swarmed by FBI within the day. Within the day. To say nothing about Donald Trump. We're treated differently. Is not what I'm getting at, by the way. What I'm saying is that the white folks who are engaged in these actions are treated differently. I'll give you another great example of this. Let's say there is a popular, massively popular, um, black platform on YouTube, and it had its own platform on the web, and... It was massively, massively, massively popular. You know, hundreds of thousands of people listened to it um, every day. Um, it was so big, it had multiple channels on YouTube where it posted material. And each week it garnered tens of millions of hits, you know, on those channels each. And it was decidedly pro-black, anti-white, and it's horrible hatred against white people all day long. But not just horrible hatred. It also spewed calls for violence against white people. And it marked people. Now, it didn't do it always deliberately, and it didn't always do it always um, forcefully, and it didn't always do it in a manner which could be discernible to anybody outside of the folks who listened. They dog-whistled these attacks. And let's say one, every now and then, of their listeners shot a white person. Shot up a white place, you know. And ran into a white church, decided to hammer down nine of them. Shot, um, shot a couple of black folks who were helping white people. You know, shot white people just for the sake of shooting white people. Every now and then, you know, maybe every couple of years something like that happened. How long do you think it would take for that platform to be closed down? How long do you think it would have taken for that person to be put in prison? And the people who worked at that platform to be put in prison? I'm going to tell you how long. It would have taken about three days after that first shooting where they could actually link the person to listening to that platform. Let's say the platform, the black platform, had been advocating, not that the Holocaust didn't happen, because, you know, hey, we, we're not crazy here. We believe the Holocaust happened. We 
What if they advocated the denial that white people created and invented anything? What if they were like, yeah, you know, we believe that white people invented some stuff, but the majority of the stuff that they invented, they actually took credit for black and brown and red and yellow people who are actually making the inventions, but they were able, because of the way that the society was structured, they were able to put the money forward to have the stuff patented, so they got the claim. What if they, on this platform, were saying that white people were still left without brains, and that, oh, well, you know something? We, we, we as black people, if we weren't there to help them, white people wouldn't be half as good as what they are. Because they are incapable of building a society. We can, we can look back at the history of da-da-da-da-da-da. What if they were promoting that kind of stuff? What if they were promoting on that same platform that some of the most brightest people in the white community either had black blood in them, and that's why they were actually awesome, or they had black assistants who made them look better than they actually wore, or they were an anomaly. They weren't the actual rule. White people weren't these people. It was just, hey, once in a good while, white folks are going to produce one or two good people. How long do you think it would have taken for them to be ripped off the air? And not only ripped off the air, but I'm talking like ripped off the air, put in prison, blah, blah, blah. And then... What if, what if there was an entire radio network dedicated to not only propagating those type of rhetorical, idiotic arguments, but creating and pushing out new ones? What if, for instance, they pushed out one where they were like, you know something, the best white people in the world are the white people who can acknowledge that black people are better. What if that happened? What would happen to those, to those black people who are promoting that stuff? Man, in jail. Platform shut down. Radio stations confiscated. All the like. The reason I'm bringing this up, though, y'all, is because in many of these places, this is the type of idiocy that's being promoted on these platforms. This is the type. But if it was black, man, the, 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 the pressure that would come down would be harsh. Ooh, would it be harsh? I suppose the last one that I do want to bring up before I end this is what if Barack Obama did half of the things that Trump did. Let's say Barack Obama came into office and immediately, first let's back up and say, let's say Barack Obama was the lead of a group in 2005-2006 who challenged the legitimacy of the right to hold office for George W. Bush. 
saying that he was actually born in Mexico. He was not a true American patriot, or a true American president, or, I'm sorry, not American president, but a true American citizen, and that he was actually secretly Mexican. See how he burns a little bit? He doesn't actually burn. He gets tanner. That's, that's, uh, look at him. He kind of looks Mexican. Even even how he goes, (laughs) if you look from the central... Uh, Mexican province of blah blah blah. I mean, they they have that same thing, but they don't go. <laughs> they kind of go. <laughs> it's kind of similar, similar, right? What if he was promoting that stuff? White folks would have had a fit, right? But then let's say he is elected president, and the first thing when he comes in, he says he's doing is he's going to undo everything Bush does because or did because Bush had no clue what he was doing, and it was destructive, and everybody in their mama knew the reason why he was doing it was because he didn't like Bush. The people who loved Bush would have been like, he's petty. He's not only petty, but he's stupid petty. But then he goes through, and he not only destroys everything that Bush does or did but he also takes the things that were reasonable and throws them out just because Bush did them like I don't know let's say Bush actually put together a really good rigorous pandemic plan and he threw that out what if what if what if Barack Obama started talking about dictators I mean the United States talks about dictators like they're their friends all the time. But let's say Barack Obama picked one that the United States really didn't like. I love Castro. Castro's my buddy. He's my pal. What would people have said? I mean, people are already accusing him of being a secret communist. But if he had come out and been like, yo, Castro's my buddy. That's my pal. What that woman said would have definitely been on the menu for Barack Obama. What if he came out and said, the Palestinians are my friends, the hell with Israel? I mean, there was a piece that I read um, years ago on whether or not the Israel secret, I don't know what to really call them, but a group of Israeli soldiers, I guess, had plotted to possibly assassinate Barack Obama. It was a story that I read years ago, like 2011, 2012. Um, And it was quite interesting, and it was quite stunning that there was deep concern on whether or not Barack Obama was going to fall all in with Israel. But, I mean, that is the level of consequence that would have been merited out for Barack Obama if he came out and been like, yo, I'm all in with the Palestinians, the hell with the Israelis. But then, let's look at the pandemic. Let's say that Barack Obama proved himself to be completely incompetent in managing the early days of the pandemic. And it was revealed that he throughout the comprehensive plan that by all accounts was amazingly well detailed, well put together by George W. Bush. What would the response have been? I'll tell you what the response would have been. 
Barack Obama would have been impeached. He might have been forced to exit the office. And then what if it's revealed that he knew that the pandemic was going to be horrible, but yet he decided anyway to take a different stance because he's like, well, I don't want to really panic people. And frankly, I just want to get things open so I can be reelected. That man wouldn't have made it to reelection. They would have kicked him out of office so quickly it would have left his head spinning. And that doesn't even count what is to be said if Barack Obama had 200,000 plus people dead under his watch in less than a year. It would have been a blowout. A blowout. If he wasn't removed from office. Here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. Again, the goal here is not to be like, woe is black people, woe is black people, what? no. No, 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 no. The goal here is to stop this insanity. White folks get these passes for doing horrendous things. And we have to stop it. Because what's going to happen sooner or later is the lines, which all of y'all keep saying they won't cross, will get crossed. And the end result is going to be tragic. I'm going to end a little bit early today. If you'd like to support the work that I'm doing, CWB Podcast, CWB Podcast, CWB Podcast. Throw the dollar sign in front of it. That's Cash App. PayPal it. CWB Podcast. Support what I'm doing, y'all. $2, $5, $10, $20, $50, whatever you can do each month. Help me build this thing up, keep this thing going, move this thing forward. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can always reach out to me. I am your brother, Vine Mary D. So, guy, I love hearing from y'all. Until the next one, peace. To the wars that I fought in places Where their business interest runs On the radio talk shows and the TV You hear one thing again and again How the USA stands for freedom And we come to the aid of a friend But who are the ones that we call our friends? These governments killing their own And they pick up a gun or a brick or a stone And there are